This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. All right. How you doing today? Good. Um, How you doing, buddy? I'm chilling. I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. Nah, man, but uh, going back to our conversation about uh, music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dude, I've always wanted to go to like a Linkin Park concert. Yeah. Something like that. Something like, I love the alternative stuff. Yeah. A little bit of like the, yeah. I remember being in Nashville last summer and it was one of the clubs down there I visited and it was Nashville, so I was only expecting like country music. So yeah. I walked in and it was just them playing like old hey, school Blink-182. Yes, yes, they just started getting like grungy yes. from Nirvana. Yes, man. That's that's my stuff, man. But um, yeah, welcome back, y'all, to the... Uh, this is the third one, right? Yes. The third iteration of the Black Student Union podcast. Today we got some very, very important things to talk about and we have a special guest coming. Uh, he's going to call in. So um, yeah, uh, we're going to be touching on the topic of mental health today. So, yeah, just before um, we really get into the meat of it, I guess, um, we can just both give our thoughts about, you know, just some of the, how the school year has been going, man, with mental health. Uh, Dude, for me at least, man, I wouldn't say I'm doing necessarily bad. It's just more like sometimes I just, you know, sometimes I just feel stuck, you know. Like, I'll go to class sometimes. I can't even lie. Yesterday I slept through my um uh track practice because i wasn't doing so well mentally because i've just been feeling so worn down you've, you've been feeling the same way yeah it's almost like uh what they call like burnout yeah man and it's about this time of year fall break yeah a lot of other big schools have been given um like mental health like mini vacations like they'll give their students yeah. like two three days of like no test or homework because they're saying, like, because of the whole COVID thing, it's made it a lot harder on college students. Man, harder is, is just, I, I've always been the type of dude where I'm like, yeah, man, like, I don't, I don't need, you know, to, like, really, you know, look after my mental health. I'll always be good mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You know, I come from a long line of men that kind of, you know, taught me that and stuff like that. And to an extent, it's true. But then, when you know, but to an extent, it's not, I guess, you know, like. I've literally just now started to get to the point where I've realized that, yo, man, like, like, like school's hard, you know, relationships are hard, right. you know, and, and it's been, it's been eating away at me, you know, and I, I've been, you know, going to my fair share of, you know, little talks or whatever, but dude, sometimes it just feels like it's not enough, you know, but, but we're blessed though, because in this oh, yeah. day and age, you know, like mental health is not taboo anymore. Yeah, it's. Very recently, in the past few years, it's definitely becoming more of a open subject to talk about. Yeah, yeah, just just like what AB was talking about last week, we actually hit on it a little bit. Then, sadly, he he can't be here with us today. He's out of town. He's in Vermont. So, God bless his soul. Yeah, good for him. But, <laughs> but man, um, he was talking about like 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 how 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 he's been kind of struggling with that too. And I feel like that's a common theme for everybody here on campus, man. Like. There's been so many people that I've talked to, whether it be at, you know, track practice or at like Notre Dame or something like that, where they just feel like just bad. Oh, yeah. It's been eight weeks now. Yeah. And it it was, we're, we're, we're pretty far. Yeah. We're pretty far yeah. in, though. I was not ready for that. It's been flying, but it's been exhausting. Very exhausting. Man. And um, I know last week was mental health week, like the awareness week. So yeah. I hope everybody watched out for themselves. But yeah, yeah. I myself was raised about the same I always yeah. like put my mental health to the side 
yeah. my worries to the side. Then when I got to school or college, I became more of like well known, more popular. So yeah. I became known as like the upbeat guy. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. And yeah. I eventually had like this huge, huge burnout. I remember <laughs> it happened last year because I was just trying to like constantly be active and happy all mm. the time. And yeah. when I stopped playing soccer in my downtime, I realized how bad my mental health really was. Yeah. And I stepped back, and one of my friends told me something that I'll always remember. They were like, it's okay not to be okay 100% of the time. And I was just like, yeah. I just need to, like, take a step back, get a breather. So I went out there. If you know that one dude, that's one dude, person, anyone that's always upbeat, going all the time, just make sure you always worry about him, too, because everybody's human. Yeah, dude, and and that's, especially, like, when it comes to, like, the you know, masculinity thing, right? Like, oh, yeah. You know, I've been, I, w- I wouldn't say that I've been taught toxic masculinity because I have some mixed views about that word and that phrase, but I've been taught, you know, ways that are are very outdated. Yeah, I would say sense. it's more old school. Yeah, it's very old school. Like, you know, in, a, in the relationships people would have, you know, back then, it would, you know, automatically be censored around the man just mm-hmm. because, like, that's how the household was back then. So, like, when I talk to my grandfather or my father or his dad or his dad's dad and stuff like that, that's, like, everyone learned something from the elder generation, mm-hmm. right? And now we're starting to get to the point where that is kind of shifting, I guess. And it's, like, more new ideas and acceptable ideas of men being said, you know? Because yeah. I remember I was reading something back in, like... Like in the in the Great Depression, it would be like the suicides for men were so high just because like they like back then a man's sole purpose was to find a wife, have kids and put food on the table. That's it. And like when they couldn't find jobs and do that, you know, like they would just feel like, okay, I'm not a man. Exactly. You know, and I feel like it's just a lot different now, you know. Well, it's I just remember the few courses I've taken through my psychology courses. They said that like our age now is like the highest rate for men to have a mental break or extreme mental deterioration yeah. to the of themselves and then later on is the midlife crisis which is about the time you're trying yeah. to put Brett on the table yeah. so if you don't have that figured out all right yeah well um now that we have a little bit of meat to work with i guess i guess we can bring the guy on um i'll give him a call if he doesn't pick up and then we can just keep going but he picks up oh um we can we can have him on here yeah do you do you know his background by any chance so i don't know it 100 percent, but he is a psychiatrist or a psychologist i'm pretty sure it's psychologist he currently is doing um case reviews or will look after someone who's been incarcerated like review their mental health see how they're doing in the past, he's worked with victims. He's worked yeah. in a lot of stuff. That's he's cool. directing me towards state hospitals I can like try to work at after I graduate. Oh. So he knows his stuff. Yeah. Well, I guess with no further ado, let's try to get him on. So I'm to give him a ring. <laughs> a little ringing. You hear it? It's like a radio station. Yeah. It's like, you know, we're getting call-ins from people and stuff. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How you doing? Very well. So uh, this is Dr. Bronis. Glad to have this opportunity 
of uh, speaking with you. Yep, uh, I'm I'm really happy that that you can uh, you know get on the Black Student Union podcast. Um, I, I guess I'll uh, introduce myself, and Colin can introduce himself too for you, and then you can introduce yourself too, just so everybody that's going to be listening can you know get an idea of kind of who you are and what you do. So my name is Ben Williams. I'm a junior. I'm a communication major here at Trine, and I'm a part of Air Force ROTC. So that's who I am. And then Colin, can you can talk about who you are? I'm Colin. I'm a senior here at Trine, and I'm studying criminal justice, psychology, and forensics. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want, sir, you can uh, kind of get into who you are and, and what you do. All right. Uh, my name is, is uh, Dr. Uh, Daryl Broadus. I'm a, a uh, practicing clinical psychologist in California, mm. but... Uh, like the the um, uh, what is the case at Triune, I also am licensed in Michigan, Indiana, and uh, as well as California. Mm. So my practice in earlier years was back there, right in my that home stomping ground. But but now have been uh, in California practicing at a. Uh, uh, a treatment facility for sex offenders primarily. And uh, so uh, uh, my, uh, my background has been uh, quite varied. And, but I appreciate this opportunity of addressing uh, this distinguished group. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that, that, that you uh, put the time away to, you know, uh, kind of call in and uh, be on this podcast. Uh, we have a few questions for you. Um, I know AB probably sent you a few. Uh, did, did you by any chance get those? Yes, I did get get a chance to uh, to look at some of his, uh, at his questions, and I'd be glad to field uh, others as well, and in any order that you uh, see fit as moderator. Awesome. Well, uh, I guess um, we we all kind of put those questions together um, as kind of a cohesive unit, so. If you could just pull those questions okay. up and kind of just uh, go through them and uh, we'll, you know, have our commentary, uh, you know, when we need to. But, you know, uh, it's mostly about you kind of understanding, you know, who you are and, and seeing uh, your, your, your knowledge on this, sir. So, again, we appreciate you for coming out. Okay. Well, very good. Well, I, I, I want to uh, start at the onset by uh, saying that I do appreciate this uh, um a challenge to look at the very contemporaneous uh, um, types of concerns, uh, some of which do overlap with uh, the type of setting that I'm in, uh, in in the respect that um, there is a a high concentration, of course, of uh, people uh, who um, uh, are not uh, in the case there, uh, students, but are in an environment where by, um, uh, by, by need, they uh, must share space with a number of others. Mm. And this is a, a really, you know, it seems like it might be just a, a very uh, uh, assumed routine, but the one thing that I have discovered about this COVID uh, circumstance is that there is nothing that is to be assumed that it is like times in the past. Yeah. Uh, the challenges uh, are quite 
um, demanding are unique in many circumstances. Mm. One of the things that we have faced here at the uh, hospital is that uh, um, there have been um, uh, uh, the need, there has been the need to quarantine areas mm. for a significant amount of time, quarantine units, and then uh, that, of course, results in a limited uh, ability to um, to move freely, even within the the confines of, of the um, of the secure hospital setting. Right, and that and that restriction has had a significant um, mental um, uh, impact in that, uh, you know, you're just not able to freely mingle among associates, friends, and, and receive that type of thing. I mean, the support that you would, that you've normally grown or you've grown accustomed to. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, in contrast, uh, there is always that question of, uh, of what persons, because even in this environment, there is the suggested, uh, you know, vaccination. But mm -hmm. that whole issue that I'm sure is so familiar there um, uh, with a personal choice, you know, I'm not going to get it, get the uh, vaccine. And the vaccination. So uh, what? Uh, and uh, I can't be forced to do that. So other than uh, making the suggestions and uh, recommending social distancing and so forth, it can be rather limiting and frustrating yeah. in terms mm -hmm. of trying to maintain that. Yeah, I totally agree with that yeah. because uh, me and Kyle were actually talking about like one of the biggest things uh, that that we kind of go through on a day-to-day -day basis, especially like last year was the fact that like when COVID hit firstly, like the first thing that they did was kick, up, uh, kick us off campus, all of us. Mm -hmm. And it forced us all to kind of go back home and kind of get back into this routine of, you know, seeing like, you know, not the same people every day, you know, you're not going outside, you're not, you know, going outside, seeing your friends and all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And that really affects, you know, college students like, like us, and just uh, it affected your uh, patients too, as well. And it just goes back to the Whoa, point I, that, yeah. Uh, what were you saying, sir? Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, there was the uh, tongue in cheek uh, uh, comment that one person made uh, very recently at, at a uh, church that I was uh, <laughs> attending the, that, uh, uh, you know, who needs Halloween this year? I've been uh, uh, sitting at home eating candy and wearing a mask for over a year. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so, you know, it, but, but uh, on a more serious note, that, that, that idea of the, the confinement, the alienation, and uh, the fact that isolation that has resulted has been a very unique thing. And uh, I think... Uh, uh, even uh, may affect, um, you know, minorities, mm. uh, those who have already, are already perhaps facing some issues mm. just normally. 
it is a uh, it is a a uh, vexation or, or potentially so. Yeah. Do you mind me asking you a question? Oh, not at all. Please go ahead. So, coming out of quarantine, I my mental health was low, but I was also very grateful to finally be out back into the world, but I also know other people share more of a bitter view of the world now because of everything now that they are having to follow policy-wise. Do you think that's more of a personal view, or do you think it's more of like their social group that they're associated with, whether it's like an in-group or out-group, on their views of after quarantine is lifted and like what you could call the new normal? The new normal, I, I think you have, uh, in a sense, captured, uh, uh, you know, captured what we really are facing. Um, there could be um, endless speculation about what is the aftermath or what is, what is the expected. But the thing is, we are down a, a pathway that we have not transversed verse uh, prior. Uh, this is a new a new area, and uh, we don't have good answers as to uh, immediate short-term effects. We don't have good answers for sure about any long-term effects because we're not there yet, and we don't know mm-hmm. what, uh, what it will be like when we do arrive. Um, one of the phenomena that I think uh, uh, has... Uh, that I was really struck by, and I don't know that we, uh, from a mental health perspective, have, have uh, addressed, is the whole idea, and you may have heard uh, some speculative talk about brain fog after people have had a, about this, um, uh, with COVID, mm. and for all other um, vantage points, have recovered. But I have seen instances where people complain about uh, cognitively not being able, they're, they're, they're not really back. Mm. They have uh, uh, more difficulty. It's more of a challenge to process information, um, uh, even perhaps even mood-wise or emotionally, they uh, seem to, they have commented and I have observed that, you know, I'm just shorter with people. I don't, I, you know, I have no patience and I, and, uh, I'm not, I'm not patient with myself. You know, I, I feel like you, you knew how to do this and you, how come you just can't remember it? And, and the information, you know, you have that tip of the tongue thing, but too often, and that's a frustration. So what do we know about this? Not a whole lot. What answers can we give people about this? At this point, not very much. But um, these will be rich avenues that uh, you as people who are on the cusp of beginning will uh, find that um, as as grist that you're working on and and, and uh, challenges to to answer. Yeah, it, it, uh, if I may uh, ask you a question as well, um, like mm-hmm. me, me and my girlfriend, we talk about you know like this state of um, of 
America, the state of the world a lot and stuff like that. And sometimes it gets to the point where we're like, yo, look, like, you know, when we get enough money, we're going to go get a house out in the woods and live life like Thoreau and, you know, get it, uh-huh. you know, and, you know, just get off the place of the, sure. yeah, get off the uh, face. You feel me? But like, it's, it's like, of course, maybe that probably never happened. You know, it's just like, we're speculating yeah. and stuff like that and kind of getting upset. Mm-hmm. But is there any tips that you can like give, you know, people, you know, of, you know, my age to, you know, maybe in their thirties or just anybody who's kind of struggling with, you know, all these moving parts going around because uh, as you know uh, you, you work in a in a uh, hospital in a clinical environment and I know a lot of people you know have these issues uh, that have you know direct stress and direct mental issues from you know the COVID mandate and you know politics and all this you know crazy stuff that's you know kind of plaguing our lives is there like any you know tips that you can kind of give us on how to you know keep our mental health up and you know strong during this time well, um, I suppose I would uh, would say uh, the best and the strongest resource uh, that I would accentuate heavily is to remain open to all opportunities to get to know and understand who you are. Mm. And these types of new and novel tests can be looked at as, well, who am I really? uh, And who do I really want to be as a person and who, uh, who interacts with others? Uh, Yes. uh, I can uh, uh, very much identify with that idea of I, uh, uh, might be invited to go into uh, uh, kind of the uh, like the religious things uh, um, um, sex and get away from it all yeah. and not be uh, concerned about so much others, but uh, but to only you know uh, focus on self. And uh, that is not perhaps a, a I mean, it's not a, a wrong or a <laughs> improper approach. Yeah. But at the same time, it is important to uh, uh, look at this, I think, as an opportunity to find out who, who I am and who, what am I uh, really about. Uh, that seems to be a recurrent theme that I would encourage people to take a serious look at because once you figure out your essential um, uh, aspects uh, then you can address meet with others and negotiate how you may interact effectively Uh, but you need to know yourself Uh, you know that's not unique to me of course but uh, that's a good start (laughs) Yeah, that's a really good point, actually, because I remember, <coughs> oh, sorry, excuse me, coming to college, I was told to become my own person. I never really understood what they meant until about this year. I looked back from my senior year of high school to my senior year of college, and I'm like, I'm a completely different yeah. person. I never expected to become 
but I've enjoyed it because mm-hmm. it's based off of like my own decisions, whether it mm-hmm. was success or failure, yes. I was still able to like build that character. Yes. And I could see what he, you mean by the brain fog coming out of quarantine. Yeah. You kind of lose that sense of purpose, who right. you are, because you've just been doing the same thing as everybody else every single day. Yeah. So it's kind of just uh-huh. the mentality of grab the day and take yeah. it. Don't let it take you. Yeah, it's beautiful. The stuff that yeah. you bring up, sir, is is, is very prevalent. It, you know, I'll, I'll touch on that know yourself story too. Like, you know, all all of our lives, you know, we're so surrounded with what's on the news, with you know who's taking the shot, with you know, you know all this, you know, drama and media and fake lives, you know, on the internet, and it's mm-hmm. and sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like we get carried away to the point where we kind of forget that we are still human as well, that we, you know, have our own different type of lives. We have our own different type of goals. And a lot of people get, mm-hmm. get, get that kind of fogged, you know, and that know yourself is, is I, I know when you were coming up, sir, and you didn't have all these, you know, cell phones and, you know, technology and stuff like that. You would, you know, go outside without a phone in your pocket and you would go out and walk around and actually feel like you had a sense of self, like, Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I guess I guess what I'm trying to ask here is, do you feel like um, back back in the day when uh, when you were in high school and you know going into early mm-hmm. college, do you feel like that it was easier for you to keep your mental uh, state high due to the fact that you know the internet wasn't so accessible for you? Well, I I think that uh, certain aspects in certain aspects there was a a uh, a a notion of, uh, or an element of, of um, uh, a sense of uh, a realness that may have been uh, at least somewhat lost, changed, uh, perhaps compromised. But I want to uh, hitchhike on that question with an observation that I think may be especially helpful to uh, minority uh, holders, uh, status holders, in terms of uh, what may be a hidden and unanticipated strength that is available. And that is that you may, you know, as Ellison, uh, Invisible Man and so forth, I'm sure you're familiar with, uh, talk about that that element of the sense of being there and not really being seen, mm. being a part of the group, but not really being exactly in the group. Yeah, because of that that key essential difference in yeah. terms of the perspective you bring. Now, this is the point. I think that the fact that you have experienced that, or so many minority uh, status holders have, is not new to have that sense of, wow, you know, I, I'm comfortable, but I'm not fully comfortable in this group. Now, if you think about mentally, isn't that a small segment of this whole thing that people are really struggling with. Wow. Now, uh, am I really a part of this 
this route now with this COVID onset? Or do I have, or what group am I in? And uh, can I be sure that I'm in that group? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. This is something that, as a minority, you've already at least uh, been exposed to that type of question. Mm-hmm. Think in terms of those who are in the majority, wow, I've never had this type of thing where uh, there was a question about, am I in the group or not in the group? Of course yeah. I'm in the group. I'm in the majority, you know? Yeah. This is my comfort, comfort zone. Right. Well, what if it's not your comfort zone anymore? What happens then? So I think that you bring forward um, a potentially valuable thing that can can help you uh, fare it through those uh, those twists and turns, even in this very unwelcome change that we're all enduring. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think I understand what you're saying so i myself went to a could you can call it like a multiple like demonstration because there were multiple groups there and one of the groups held opposing views to mine and i actually took time out of my like demonstration i was with the people i was with and approached to this individual and i just asked them i was like hey can you tell me like what your thought process is behind this and then he asked me for mine and that's where I kind of sat back and I realized, like you said, a lot of the issues that are sitting in a society from a massive nation, from your local town to like your friend group, your in group, your out groups, is that we sometimes need to sit back and say, this person may not understand my perspective because they've never experienced it. Right. Like maybe somebody who has had dinner on the table every single night their entire life and lived in a massive house they've never experienced somebody whose family had to have food stamps or not be able to buy groceries every week so it's not entirely their fault for not understanding but they just also need to take on the responsibility of stepping back and saying okay let me see her from your point of view right and and, and excellent and, yeah like like that's, yeah you have it yeah he he, he hit it on the head I, I believe you know like I feel like just what you were saying, I feel like it's important to look at it from an observer's perspective, you know, like all of us mm-hmm. has an ego, you know, every, you know, uh, all of us has, you know, an ego deep down inside and we can let our ego take control and make all the decisions for us. You know, whether it's, you know, get, getting mad when the guy, you know, did that, you could have, you know, took your fist out and started fighting him. Right. Right. And what would that have done? Nothing, you know, but mm-hmm. taking, that, taking that step back and understanding that, Hey, I'm in the minority. I, I am a black man, you know, and he's mm-hmm. the majority. He's a white man. We have two different points of views on this thing. Now, like, and, and, and from that, like, once you realize that as a person, then that automatically trumps your ego, like both sides. And it, and it can allow you guys to have common ground. Yeah, like, you don't have to agree upon everything because that's impossible. If you have two yeah. opposing views, you won't agree upon everything. But what should be agreed upon is that you can both coexist with one another for the betterment of mankind and to preserve human life, right. at least in my opinion. And that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, um, sir, Very, very strong. Sir, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we, we really appreciate you for, uh, for, for coming on the podcast and 
giving us all your thoughts, uh, but we are kind of running out of time. Um, but before, mm-hmm. uh, before we let you go, um, we just want to say from the bottom of our hearts, thank you, sir, so much. And uh, before you leave, uh, can you just reintroduce yourself and uh, a few of the things you do just so uh, everyone can hear it again? If you have any closing remarks, you can throw yeah. them in as well. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I, I think that that uh, summation or, or the recapitulation that you gave is, is a, does capture uh, the essential elements of, of what uh, uh, I, I feel was uh, um, uh, the gist of what we discussed. Uh, in terms of my background, I, I uh, 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 spent um, uh, a good uh, uh Part of the first decade as a high school teacher in a uh, in an urban uh, school setting in uh, my uh, uh, birth uh, um, city of I mean birth of uh, where I grew up in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, and I uh, went to college in Indiana, and uh, then um, I uh, went back to that same community. To, uh, to teach for, uh, uh, as I said, uh, close to a decade, and then got interested in the, um, uh, in the helping uh, profession and uh, uh, um, completed a, a master's degree. And uh, then I followed with uh, two other masters, and then I do have a uh, my doctorate in in psychology. Mm. Uh, I really would encourage those of you who are interested in helping helping professional professions. As a minority, it is a, 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 an open field. Uh, I encourage you to uh, to go as far as you can in terms of of your credentialing and education, because you you will as a minority, be questioned in terms of your credentials, mm. uh, perhaps even more scrutinized, perhaps even more than others. Yeah. But uh, um, those uh, uh, potential areas of stress that I've already alluded to can be turned to be uh, invaluable uh, resources for you uh, in, in the uh, 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 helping profession. So uh, I, uh, I, w- I will uh, just want to uh, uh, end by saying that this is, uh, is, is an, a great opportunity to interact with, uh, uh, with you at this point. I am, uh, encourage you to, to continue to go forward and uh, looking at uh, the, the many, many opportunities that are even yet to come, some of which we touched on with uh, challenges uh, COVID has presented that uh, will leave leave many um, areas to to expand and grow in. So, thanks again for having me. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much, sir. Uh, we really appreciate you for coming on the third podcast of the Black Student Union. So, uh, you uh, you'll be a contact for me, AB, and Colin from here on out, sir. So. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I welcome that. Uh, I, awesome. I, and we'd love for you to come on a future episode um, and we'll coordinate with you uh, with that earlier uh, uh, in time. So, you know, and stuff. But thank you again, sir. Okay. And have a great rest of your day. And you as well. Yep. Bye now. Bye. Bye.
Wow. That was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> what a great guy, dude. I, you know, um, I learned a lot from him. You yeah. Know, did you? Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Like, he really could give that professional view yeah. of mental health because a lot of it is opinionated yes. in the community. So to hear from, like, an actual professional to, like, reinstate what you should do to help yourself. Yeah. I think it was awesome. That, that was awesome. Well, uh, sheesh. Um, we got a good one for you guys. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope that you guys enjoyed this, um, the third iteration of the Black Student Union podcast. And um, we'll see you in the fourth episode. See you around. Nice. Nice. This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.